Good morning, and we bid welcome to the mayor of the city of Greensburg, Joshua Marsh, for his monthly visit. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Tom, and I'm so glad to see some uh, finally spring-like, almost summer-like weather happening uh, this week in southeastern Indiana. So hopefully everyone's happy to see that as well. Indeed, indeed. So, uh, of course, uh, on uh, Tuesday night, uh, Greensburg uh, Board of Works uh, met per usual. And uh, first up was uh, John Pratt with the uh, Uh, This is in relation to the Bicentennial Parade on uh, June 11th, and uh, he'd uh, made a road closure request. Yeah, so as we've been talking about for quite a while now, the Bicentennial for Greensburg Decatur County is happening this year, and there is a special parade happening June 11th. It will start at 10 a.m., and he was here to ask for road closure that mirrors the Fall Festival parade route as well. So it'll start um, on Broadway up near 5th Street, come down Broadway, take a left on Washington, and then uh, the terminus will actually be on the east side of the square where floats and everything else can kind of go to the left. Entertainers, um, dignitaries, celebrities that he's got coming uh, to be in the parade, and unique pieces of history of Greensburg and Decatur County will be available uh, for photos and viewing on the east side of the square. So it's kind of a parade and and so we were really excited to grant that road closure again for June 11th. Uh, lineup will start about 9.30. Parade will step off at 10 up at 5th and Broadway and come through downtown. So be sure to put that on your calendars. All right. June 11th at 10 a.m., the uh, Bicentennial Parade in uh, downtown Greensburg. And, of course, uh, uh, you want to uh, give a, a pitch to uh, where you can find all the Bicentennial event lists. Sure. So it's visitgreensburg.com, which is the tourism agency. They're the ones who are overseeing the bicentennial projects and calendar. So if you go to visitgreensburg.com, in the upper right-hand corner, there will be a little tab that says bicentennial events. You click on that, and that has everything that's going on. There are over 50 events happening in Greensburg, Decatur County this year in celebration of our bicentennial. We've got a lot of concerts coming, a lot of different acts and shows and a history uh, focus items. Um, not all the concerts are history focused, so there's some good options in there if that's not your thing. All right. So again, visit greensburg.com for all bicentennial related events. And uh, moving on uh, down the uh, further on the Board of Works agenda, um, even though he was not uh, present at the meeting, Street Commissioner Mark Klosterkemper uh, was on the agenda for a, a, a pair of items. Yeah, the first, and both are related, um, I know you've been spending a lot of time talking with Fire Chief Nathan Sturmer and reporting on the fire station project that we've got going on. We're also in the background working on a street department project uh, simultaneously. And so the award of a a build-operate-transfer agreement was made uh, to GM Development and Runabomb Construction of Shelbyville. Those are going to be our two partners going forward on the street department project and we will continue to work towards a solution for that campus as well and then the third party hired last night was veritas group they are the owners representatives that we'll use to review plans make sure that our wishes are being um, followed and and enacted on all right so again that's uh, to uh, reiterate i guess uh, it's like the uh, the public works uh, facility that's going to be on the same property as the uh, or at least plans now calling for that to be on the same property as the uh, a new fire station. Yes, that's what we're moving towards. All right, and then um, wastewater superintendent Zeke Smith uh, brought up the um, 
MS4 uh, services contract uh, with Burke Engineering, and uh, there's a lot of uh, regulatory uh, bodies involved in this one, I understand. There is, and this is something that's kind of been sprung on a lot of things. We've been an MS4, which is the stormwater management, um, if you will, of the community since 2003, and we've been under a very old permit uh, that IDEM, the Indiana Department of Environmental Management, has never really updated in, in years. And so the federal EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, has come to end IDEM and said, you need to update this. So they did, and they kind of sprung it on everybody. They've been saying it's going to happen since 2017. And then one day um, late last year, they just rolled it out and said, here it is. Have a good day. And so we've been trying to play catch up a little bit to that. The regulations are much more stringent. The reporting guidelines are much more stringent, and the amount of work to be done is uh, greatly increased over what we have been doing. Not specific to us, specific to the other 180-plus communities in Indiana that had pre-existing stormwater MS4 permits. But And then in addition, they added, I think, almost 45 or 50 communities, counties uh, to the list. So they've made it much broader and much harder. So we've been working with Burke Engineering and Lori Gates, uh, who is an expert on MS4, to figure out what our plan going forward is. They've been working with us for a couple months on a small contract to just get us a baseline understanding of where we are and what we need to do. And so last night that contract was expanded to provide um, some guidance for this entire year. And the real conversation is going to come as we start building out the budgets for next year about what does that look like, how do we fund, you know, probably a coordinator position because the, and Tom, you were in the meeting, it's hard to show here on the radio, obviously. Sure. There was an eight or an 11 by 17 sheet of paper, top to bottom, 12 point font with a big chart that showed everything that had to be done every year and by when. So it is a it is a big document. It is something that is going to take us a minute to uh, get through, but uh, I think Burke Engineering and Zeke will be able to to guide us in the right way. Yeah, and uh, it was not the the normal sized um, eight by eight and a half by eleven uh, type of paper that it was that uh, that uh, Mr. Smith presented to uh, Council and the Board of Works. It was, uh, I mean, as as you said, as you uh, rather uh, described quite well, um, a rather uh, huge sheet of paper yeah and, and it was one of those things that it's kind of there's so many you have to read it three or four times i've sat through two meetings um with burke before when we went through it talked about what we do you know the pre-meetings the really in-depth discussions about the future of the program for the community and, and you just get to scratch the surface um in the board of works and city council meetings but uh you know they have it in advance they can look at it and i think Lori did a nice job explaining it it's just going to be a big, long conversation about how we best suit our community going forward. All right. And then uh, moving on to uh, your portion of the Board of Works meeting, uh, you uh, proposed the Eastside uh, Trail Extension Engineering contract uh, with USI. Yeah, there are two, and I kind of call them two and a half things um, in this agreement. The first one is, part one is the discussion of a plan or I guess maybe a study is a better term, of a plan to connect the end of the East Side Trail at Rebecca Park over to the library. Um, unrelated, simultaneously last night, the state of Indiana was having a public meeting on the NDOT project that will rebuild East Main Street that we've talked about before. 
And so we would like to connect the, the new sidewalks and walking uh, ability of Main Street to the trail. And so we are looking, working with USI now to get a study done to figure out how to get from point A to point B, how to work with the landowners that are between point A and point B, and then also, once that's achieved, a fully engineered plan to build that. And unbeknownst to me, but in the INDOT meeting after our city council meeting, I walked down and was talking to those gentlemen, and they were saying that a, a plan with plans would be very, very helpful in making sure that the two parties could end up uh, kind of as a promissory point, right, and to say we want to get to here um, versus being off by 10 feet at the end of the day or something crazy like that. So um, hopefully with good planning, we'll be able to do that. Part two to the agreement with USI is just the study level, a better understanding of what would need to be done in order to connect Lincoln Street and the East Side Trail on Montgomery Road. There's an elevation change there. There's multiple property owners. There's a structure, a waterway, a structure that would have to be built. So those are items that we're going to consider through that. The funding, which is relatively unique for this planning, is going to come through a Lilly Endowment grant that the Community Foundation, the Cater County Community Foundation, has had um, for a little while in looking for a project that fits in that narrative of walkability of the community. This does fit into that, and uh, Tammy Winning at the foundation has been incredibly helpful to um, help further that conversation, so we're, we're grateful for their support of it. And so the Board of Works will contract with it, but the foundation will pay for it. All right. And then um, another item that uh, was touched on in city council, uh, but uh, we'll uh, address it here in the Board of Works meeting, uh, Donna Lecker discussing the uh, utility bill uh, problem that uh, we reported on uh, last week. That, uh, she gave an update to uh, both the Board of Works and council. Yeah, this was something where a new billing software and some other things that were talked about at the meeting that aren't of public interest. It's about our back-end civic systems uh, and how we run billing and payroll and accounts payable for the city. And so part of that is a bill system that better integrates with the payment plans, the payment options, et cetera. So we rolled out that new software net last uh, couple weeks ago now, and then the first of the month, that bill gets printed. There was a coding error. Everyone saw a large increase in their late fee um, penalty of about $40. That was just a, uh, a coding error. That would be the fee to get your water turned back on should you arrive at a non-payment that requires water disconnect. And then there were um, a few hundred, I think 600 customers out of 4,000 that um, received a miscalculated bill and had a very high actual water bill and wastewater bill instead of just a late fee. So we did a couple things. We went through, um, we did two auto calls to those that were affected with just the higher rates, and then everyone should have received a call about the, the penalty. If someone did happen to pay their bill and not realizing that it was more and um, didn't catch it and it's already gone through, that overcharge will be credited to next month. So everybody will will be made whole. And honestly, we caught it very early enough that there were only a couple of people that that actually applied to. So we did get it all sorted out. Donna and her team worked incredibly hard to get everything back online as quick as possible and, and get responses out uh, when appropriate. And, of course, uh, last Tuesday was a, a holiday because of the primary election, and uh, Donna and uh, her team uh, ended up uh, coming in and working on a uh, on a city holiday, I understand. 
That, that is true. Um, I was also in the office for a while and, and, and was down um, talking with Donna and, and Dory, who were both here um, for their holiday. And, and on their timesheet, they they reflected that they were here um, and, and just grateful for their willingness to step up uh, when needed, get the problem solved and fixed, and also um, you know get new bills printed, uh, cut, and put in the mail the next day so that people could have those in their mailbox as soon as possible. All right, and then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout, and we'll move on to the city council portion of uh, Tuesday evening as we continue our conversation with Mayor Joshua Marsh for the city of Greensburg right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Greensburg Mayor Joshua Marsh. And uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, first up, uh, an item that we reported on the news yesterday the uh, public hearing that was on the agenda was removed. Yeah, and this was something, you know, we, we have to do a couple things. We have to provide public notice well in advance via our newspaper circulation. That is state code. And, you know, we continue to have discussions with Reedy Financial, who's our financial advisor, um, to review the city's financial status, um, impact growth, uh, implications, and then, you know, how do we manage our growth and determine which financial resources we need to tackle and which are good, and then also, you know, what amenities require those financial responsibilities, long-term capital improvement planning. And so this was a review of our capital, accumulative capital fund. It is something that has been around for decades. It was not a new tax, and the way that it was kind of being perceived, it was a whole new five-cent tax, which is not true. Um, it's something that's been around for years. But the way it works, in short synopsis, is it doesn't really rise with the assessed value. So every so often, you have to reset it, and the state limits it to five cents per 100 of assessed value. We were already running at 4.43 pennies um, per 100. And so we were moving to, you know, what would be 5.0 pennies, a.k.a. Uh, 5 cents. So the difference was less than six-tenths of a penny in change that was being proposed. Um, but, you know, I was talking with Council President Kane, and we were sort of chatting through, you know, is this the right time to do that? Because we do know we're going to have the conversation, as you've been reporting on, and we just talked about before the break, you know, uh, this fire station project, land purchasing, and hopefully a street department project as well, those items are, are coming down the pipe. So we want to be cognizant of that. So we've just postponed. Um, it's not coming back on the agenda anytime soon. We have a small window annually to review this. So it won't be back, um, you know, this year. And it's one of those items where the, the publication had to happen in order for the timeline to be met. But really the conversations, you know, keep happening um, up until the point of, the meeting, and at that point, the publication is already done. So it was opted uh, just not to proceed with the public hearing, removed from the agenda, and uh, the topic is done. Nothing is different uh, on Friday as it would have been on Monday. All right. And then, and of course, also you made the point that it's not the city that uh, levies the uh, property assessments. 
Yeah, that's obviously been a big conversation about assessed values. The Decatur County Assessor's Office, which is a county office, is the assessing body. They, The city of Greensburg does not do any assessments. No municipalities, to my knowledge, do. That is all handled by the county. All right. And then uh, moving on to uh, further down the agenda, some old business. Um, uh, local business owner wanted the naming of a private street, and then uh, this uh, turned out to be a, a split vote in the end. Yeah, something that's pretty rare for us, uh, not uncommon, but, but decently rare, I guess you could say. Um, we had a developer last month who submitted a private naming per our ordinance to the city engineer. Um, two options were presented, Military Drive and Progress Road. The developer requested Progress Road. Um, last month, the city council voted for Military Drive, and uh, this was approved last month. The developer then came forward um, after the meeting and it was not at the previous meeting, came forward after the meeting and requested um, to approach the council about changing the name to Progress Road. Um, the council then had a conversation last night um, with the developer about it and in a three to two vote did vote to rename the previously named private road from military drive to Progress Road. Okay. And then um, the next time uh, you had the, um, these were uh, second reading, uh, cleaning up some language on a, a couple of ordinances uh, revolving around uh, golf carts and UTVs. Yeah, so we, we've been working, you know, over the last two years to make uh, the city more trans, uh, transportation, you know, innovative, I guess you could say. We've added um, golf carts, UTVs, and of course the bird scooters, which continue to be popular. So 2022-08 and 09, respectively, are golf carts and UTVs. This um, more unifies the permitting requirement date of June 1, I believe, and uh, the fees. So it's all kind of included in that, and each year people would need to get their golf cart and UTVs reinspected and updated um, to get the appropriate license by June 1. Okay, and then this will be the uh, police department doing the inspections? That is correct. Okay. And then the, uh, the last item, this was in uh, the new, under new business and in, in uh, your time, uh, you had, uh, this was uh, revolving around the, uh, the land purchase agreement. Yeah, the, we entered, we're going to enter into a land purchase agreement for the Fire Street complex and pending bond approval um, by the city council and also that uh, no substantive legal changes happen. So we we're still kind of in the negotiating process with the, with the landowner. And we're, we're going to make progress, hopefully, on that relatively soon. But we just didn't want to wait a month to get that because it does allow us to have access to the property to start topographical surveys, uh, real surveys. And then, of course, our teams to visit the site to better understand what we're working with. All of that is included in the purchase agreement and why it's important to get it moving as quickly as possible. All right. And, of course, we'll uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, anything else uh, before we uh, let you go for the day, Mr. Mayor? I don't think so. Everyone have a fantastic uh, rest of the week. We had a um, Greensburg Fire Department pinning ceremony um, last night as well, which was great to recognize and honor those members of our departments. And Decatur County Memorial Hospital is having their big um, 100th year celebration on Saturday in the South parking lot. Starts at 1 and goes until 4. There will be some speeches, of course, but more importantly, music, fun, and food. Um, Hopefully I'll see you out there. All right, looking forward to it. And um, as always, uh, Mayor Joshua Marsh, City of Greensburg, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, Tom.